0: This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories.
1: It's really such an honor to be able to have a conversation about um, breaking the bias in the entertainment space Um, because the the theme for this year's International Women's Day is Breaking the Bias. So it's looking at the spaces that we take up as women, what are some of the biases that exist and how they hold us back what are some of the solutions around them and what's really been awesome for me just on a personal level i've been in some forums from yesterdays understanding that these biases exist in media in film in in the in the creative industry as a as a whole in politics in business in the ngo world in your everyday workplaces it's like they're just Everywhere, and when you bring women from these different sectors together, you just realize um, it feels like we've made progress sometimes, but then you realize that we haven't really. What we're going to be doing is looking into the, the creative space and looking into just some leading women in music um, at the forefront as musicians of real DJ Piera as a DJ and a performer. And then also Sharon and the work that she's doing behind the scenes um, in the creative industry and the biases that exist there. So first off, I want to welcome our first speaker, Avril. Oh, there we go. I'm good. Happy International Women's Day.
0: Happy International Women's Day, and for you as well. You have been instrumental in you know just breaking that bias and presenting in in having your. I think you are the first podcaster in this country, to be very honest, who really just oh. like broke oh. everything. Oh, we seem to have lost you there, Avril. I'm saying celebrating you as well, mm-hmm. because you also own your space. I mean, it's, it's incredible what you've been able to accomplish.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Avril. I was wondering if we could just start off with like, just understanding how, how, how long you've been in the music industry. And let's take it to the very beginning. when you joined um what were some of the challenges you faced that you knew were specifically because you were you are a woman, So at the very beginning of your of your music career,: I
0: love asking people when I'm performing how old they were when Chocosa was first released, and the majority of the crowd were like in pre-primary or very, very young. So you can imagine how many years I've been in the game it's been about 17 years 16 17 years in the game it's 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 even it's even funny to me because I don't feel like time has passed that much to be you know to have been in the game for that long but it's it's been quite an adventure i started my career when i was still at the university of nairobi second year actually and of course I knew it was going to be difficult, but then again, it was, that was really like at the back of my mind completely because it was an exciting journey. It was a new journey. Um, The only other artists that I was looking up to at that particular time, um, urban artists were Amani and Wahoo. (laughs) Those are the only two other artists who had, you know, had dug their nails into the game completely or dug their heels into the game completely. And, um, I I just I was just having fun through it, to be very honest. I didn't look at myself as an artist who was a female artist, but just as an artist who was trying to trying to trying to create something that wasn't there. There really wasn't a music industry to begin with because we were all experimenting and trying to find out can we really honestly do this? If I take this and I sing this way, I can actually create something that people can dance to. So that, was, that that. has been my journey ever since. I've, I've I've always positioned myself as an artist and not just a female artist, but an artist. But along the way, of course, then you start noticing, wow, okay, I am a girl. I'm a chick. I am looked at differently. <laughs> I am yeah. responded to differently, you know. Um, things I, I will ask for even sometimes, they, they're preposterous to the promoter because they're like, why would you need a changing room, go ahead and Come changed. Come, oh come my to the days! You know, some of some things are like, um, no, I can't walk on the streets in my in my booty shorts because that's what I want to perform in. So no, I want to come dressed, and then I'll come to the um, I'll I'll, I'll go on stage dressed differently. So just give me a changing room that I can change. So some of these things, um, you you don't anticipate that you're going to have kind of like a struggle through it until when you stumble onto them, to be very honest.
1: Yeah, I hear you. You know, like I was at a forum yesterday speaking about just the issues women face. And one woman actually said, sometimes we think about the big things like the the pay gap, um, you know, sexual violence, etc. And she's like, sometimes it's the basic things, like a That's changing true. room. Um, <laughs> something that in your mind, you're just like, why should I have to tell you I need a changing room, you know? Um, yep. and, and I just also want to, uh, to to find out if you had a similar experience. I remember on my podcast, I had Vivian, the, the Kenyan musician, and she spoke about her experience with producers at the very beginning of her career, where all of a sudden they would start to force you to have your sessions later in the night um, and then out of the blue, there's like advances and this person then has all of the, your masters and it it just becomes very tricky and you don't see your male counterparts experiencing the same thing. Was that something maybe even if you didn't experience, did you realize it was happening at the beginning of your career?
0: I must say I had the best gatekeepers to be very honest. And I keep on um, praising Ogopa DJs and people keep on wondering why. I keep on praising Ogopa DJs from... And yet I don't work with them yet, um, anymore. But um, they took their role as protectors very, very seriously. I never went for a gig without Banda, who used to be my manager then, who was part of Ogopa DJs. I never went for a recording session if um, Lucas wasn't there or, or just a custodian or a guardian, so to speak. And I, I feel like they knew that this is what the experiences that I was yet to encounter. I remember there's even a time, this is actually just something I've remembered. There's a time some friends of mine came, not really close friends, but immediately my producer saw them and he just saw trouble. And he would sit me down and go like, yo. Cause I joined the music industry when I was about 17, 18 years old, a very impressionable age where anything goes, guys are going out, yeah, I want. And you know at that time you're you're pretty famous. So it's very exciting for even um, you know, your peers to be around you or to go places with you. So yes, these experiences are there. And unfortunately our protectors or the role that we give men to be our protectors sometimes ends up with them being predators more than they're supposed to be our, our protectors. So yes, there are female artists who go through these things. But to be very honest, I'm very, very fortunate to have had guardians from the mm-hmm. onset. It made me hard-headed. <laughs> People used to keep on saying that I am very, nina um, Maringo, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Because, yo, you know, my big bros are telling me and my father in the industry is telling me not to, not to do some things. And it, it has served me well. It has served mm-hmm. me very well.
1: I'm going to get into some of the biases that you've experienced like throughout your career. And I have to say, like, you've had such um, an amazing career. It's such a feat to be able to have sustained it for this long. If, we think back to your initial hits that sometimes maybe as the artist, you don't want to hear them. I remember interviewing you and anytime I'd be like, I'm going to play Chocosa. You're like, are you serious? (laughs) It's like, you know, for me, I'm just like, you've come from there and to date you still have, like we have grown with you through your music and we've grown even just as individuals who love, who have loved others. We now have like a wedding song. You know what I mean? So yeah. we've oh come to such a wedding song. It's, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite something. So I'm going yeah. to come to the, you know, the biases that you've experienced through there. But I wanted to know about another issue that came up when I was having a conversation with Victoria Kimani about the pay gap um, mm. when it comes to performances. Right now, where you are in your career, I feel like you, you, you do have negotiating power. But I'm, I'm keen on knowing at the, you know, the early years, was there like huge discrepancies between what the male performers were getting paid um, vi- versus what, what the female performers were getting paid or even just how many female performers were in the lineup um, and, and what, really, what really influenced that? Was it a bias or was it a business thing? Or um, I don't know, maybe you can share your thoughts on that.
0: Hmm. Interesting you'd ask that because I look at it differently. I look at it from a point of business negotiation. Yes, quite unfortunate. And I've spoken this so many times. I've said this so many times and asked the question why it always has to happen. When you look at the ratio of male artists to female artists at any concert, any given concert, in fact, even concerts where you have no female artists completely. But then again, look at it like this. How many female artists do we have versus male artists. I always say that when we're going into a playing field and you're in a high-heeled shoes and guys are in their gum boots, you should treat your high-heeled shoes like gumboots because no one is going to feel sorry for you. And that's the reason why you need a team. You need a, a team that, that doesn't see you as a chick. You, there's a manager there who goes into those negotiation rooms and fights with those boys. You, you sit back and look like the innocent girl that you are, but at the end of the day, you're getting your deals done. it's it's unfortunate that we don't have as many artists. Yes, I do have negotiating power right now, but still, it's very, 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 very difficult. Is it a bias or is it a business thing? Hmm. I think it's a little bit of both because sometimes I hear promoters saying that when it comes to chicks, you have so much more that you need to accommodate as compared to male artists. Ah. Male artists will drive down, they'll do their gig and they'll drive back. A chick will be like yo me by the time I'm getting to that space this is what I need this is what I need this is what I need and it's not even at your asking because of um because of 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 uh because uh, because of being outrageous to be very honest some of these things are such they're just standard standard requests for instance mm-hmm. if I'm going to a place I cannot come by myself most guys will go by themselves and they won't ask you know to travel with anyone personally when I'm going to a uh, a strange place, a place I've never been to before, I'll definitely have to carry someone. I'll have to carry my manager so they can mm-hmm. be able to, you know, handle a couple of things here and there. Because as a girl, again, people who are supposed to be our protectors sometimes end up being our predators. You can't go to a strange space and you have no idea of who is here and you're just by yourself. It doesn't work like that. So many times yeah. you want someone there or even two people there. So you see that's an extra cost to a promoter. Um, yeah. you, you you want you you can't sleep in a dingy place. Some some of these men, male artists don't really care. They live and sleep in their cars, you know. You look at it, you're like, yo, I, I need a place to freshen up because I 'cause I'm gonna be judged different from the guy. Mm. I need to fix my face, I need to make my hair look nice, I have to be on stage. But a guy will just come straight from a road, up on stage, perform into the car and bounce. So you see sometimes it's not even about a bias. It's about the business of taking on a female artist versus taking on a male artist, to be very honest.
1: Yeah, but and yeah, it's 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 funny how all of these issues are interlinked because even when you talk about going for a gig and not going alone, there's an element of safety, safety. in there. Exactly. Right? Yep. And, and and you feel like you know, just because it's like it's for any woman. Honestly, yep. Yep. you are more aware of, okay, if I'm going to TAO, I have to dress like this, I have to yep. do this, you know, because yep. you're thinking safety. Yep. Or yep. if I'm going, even if it's like social engagements, going to the club, you're like, okay, if I'm using an Uber, oh my God, now we have to go two of us. So that, mm-hmm. you know, safety in numbers. So it's funny yep. how this also influences decisions by female entertainers. It's not just professional to have a team. It's also safety, it's safety. Safety first.
0: Because you can't tell you know? me I'm going all the way to, to Kisumu by myself or I'm going all the way to Mombasa by myself or I'm going all the way to Ethiopia by myself or I'm going all the way to Lagos by myself. Honestly, how can I go to a completely new environment by myself without any protection? When I get on that stage, of course, my biggest, um, my, 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 the biggest um, um, audience will be a male audience. And sometimes mm-hmm. men men, men misbe- misbehave, especially when it comes to crowded spaces and clubs. So you need bouncers on stage, you need this, you need that. So you see, the costs kind of go up.
1: Yeah. But it's so sad that the artist has to be the one to pay for a cost that is created by society's, yeah. um, you know, Biases and also just misbehavior around women. Um, sure. I just wanted to like jump in here and I can see DJ Piera. I know she's having an issue joining um, before, but I have added, I've invited you Piera to speak. So if you just check, um, check your Twitter, you should be able to see an invitation. And then if Sharon, our third speaker has checked in, I I can't see her. But Sharon, if you have, you can just send me a request and I'll be able to see that. Okay. Hi,
2: Adele.
1: Hi. Uh, huh? Oh, there you are.
2: <laughs> Hi, Adele. This is Lensa. Yeah. Hi. Happy International Women's Day. I just wanted to say that I've invited Sharon uh, to speak. So mm-hmm. if she could accept, uh, it would really be great. Uh, DJ Pierre as well. Uh, we are looking forward to that.
1: So, Piera, I just need to know, is she using Arthur's account? Yes, Adele. <laughs> okay, because I can see you as a listener um, in there. Hi, Piera. Happy
3: International Women's Day. Happy National, in- International Women's Day as well. Sorry, I'm on um, on the laptop, listening on the laptop, yeah. but on others on the phone because I can't, I can't talk on the laptop.
1: Okay, yeah. no problem, no yeah. problem. Um, just for everybody, if you see Arthur... <laughs> ignore the picture <laughs> it is not Atha. I know Asa, no no shade your way but like <laughs> today you're Piera but um yeah so so welcome welcome uh we've been having such an awesome conversation with Avril and maybe I'd love you to jump in here as well because you have um you know experience both in films on set and then being a DJ yeah um what, what would you say are some of the biases that you've experienced that you know are directly linked to you being a woman?
3: Well, I think, um, well, first being a, uh, a female, like for, like for example, when, um, since I'm a DJ, yeah. I think people tend to believe that uh, a woman can't actually be a DJ and make a career out of it. Mm. And uh, the way uh, DJing has been perceived since, I mean, when, when we are young, it's a club, it's disco, it's, um, it's uh, nudity, it's party, it's, it's just not like a clean, clean job for a woman. Mm. You know, mm. if a woman is found in a club, she'll be more judged than when a man is found in a club, you know what I mean? And yeah. for me to come out as a DJ first, I was I, I, I was judged. <laughs> like, uh, mm. is she, you know, uh, yeah, those things that we don't want to say, but is she, is she, is she, yeah, like is she uh, doing business for money, you know? Mm. So, yeah, and uh, for me to try to prove to the world that I can actually be a DJ and not uh, get compromised on my behavior or on, on my business or what I do, it, it really took a while. And even approaching uh, managers to ask for jobs, it was a very easy target for them, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. hey, are uh, you're looking for a job, here you are, I I need a favor, I mean you're as easy as it comes. Yeah. So wow. it's it's been a it's been a challenging um journey to get to where I am uncompromised. compromised. It's I can't say it's mm. been easy. And 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 so that's
1: one thing. And maybe, Avril, really you can jump in here. Have you also faced that? Because I've faced it once in my life in terms of like, you know, an agency wants you to do a particular job. And there's a guy who is asking, well, how bad do you want this job? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And is that something you've also faced, Avril? I don't go for those meetings. <laughs> I don't Oh, go for yeah, me. you know, saved yourself.
0: <laughs> Mimi, you will meet my manager until the day that I come on stage, to be very honest, because I am so scared of such situations. I, Because I I know I'll just erupt. I know I'm going to talk out of tune and we're definitely not going to get that job. So (laughs) I, I try to avoid those situations as much as possible. And I just stay at home if you want us to if you want to confirm that truly your avril's manager and i know at will speak to this so many times so many times as in those no i'd call probably even talk on phone or we just do like a video call hi how are you yes it's me i'll be there with you do not worry so i i, I really try to avoid those situations meeting clients um yeah. until the day of the performance. Yeah. Rarely do even clients have my phone number, um, because I I I know me, I mean, I to me. Oh yeah,
1: but I think I think yeah. So I think there was there was a really good uh, a lucky start for you because from the beginning there was a gopa DJs, wasn't there? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So the template was already set.
0: The yeah. template was
1: already set, and I just
0: fell into it, and that was what I have utilized from that time henceforth up to date.
1: Okay, so uh, ladies, I want to um, add something else that I didn't even think I experienced until yesterday I was at a forum for International Women's Day and it came up from women in, in business and women in politics, actually, and that's ageism. Have you ever experienced that bias where people perceive that you're too old to be a performer, um, that this is a space now for only young women and at a point you need to like now you're doing too much and uh, uh, you know, how did it manifest in, in your careers? Maybe we can start off with you Pierre, and then come
3: to you Avril. Okay. That's a very good question. I, I, I was, I was thinking about it and I'm like, actually I have not until mm-hmm. just the other day when one of these bloggers wrote about me and they said, it's about time I retired. So I had never experienced it. And I'm like, cause when I go to the club, to be honest, um, uh, DJing as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a career is very yeah. outgoing. You always look you know, young, uh, you're jumping and whatever so it's very hard for someone to notice when you're old or rather maybe my jeans are good. However, mm-hmm. Guffler, oh sorry, yeah.
1: It's, so, it's yeah, fine. One of, the,
3: <laughs> yeah, one of those uh, vloggers, and it was a female actually who wrote about it and she said, uh, Piera is now 40 years old, she should uh, give space to the younger people. She should uh, not be advising younger people. She, it's not like she's been too successful. And, you know, like, yeah. she went on and on. And I was like, my goodness, I think some of the most successful DJs are are older. Pinye is mm-hmm. just about 51, you know? Yeah. So, uh, for me, I don't pay attention to that uh, as much. However, it's very, um, sometimes it can be very, how can I say um it, it, it's heartbreaking a little bit when you see another woman condemning another woman, and especially a yeah. career that we're all into it's entertainment, yeah, you know but uh yeah, I've had a, a, a bit of those ones uh and one I don't know if this really counts um in the same question that you've asked. one thing I experienced when i gave uh, when I gave birth yeah. was a was a brand that I approached to work with. And the response they gave me was, uh, sorry, but we don't work with single mothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. They told me they cannot work with single mothers. And I I was like curious. I was like, I would like to know why. Of course, they didn't give me so much um, time to explain, but they were like, our brand is not associated with people who are not, you know, you know, family, uh, you know, like father, mother, baby thing. You know, so it's uh, we, we don't push uh, family, single single parenthood. That is thoroughly
1: disappointing.
3: Yeah, well, let that, me tell is, that was very heartbreaking for me.
1: That is thoroughly disappointing.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm so sorry you had to experience that. Um, on top of ageism and, and going through that, that, that must be quite something. Um, yeah. Sharon, I see you've joined us. I'm going to plug you in in a bit. But still on ageism. The reason I say it's, it was so easy, it was quite interesting for me yesterday, because then I realized at a point when I was on radio, and when I quit, I was thirty years old, and I remember someone in management saying, "Oh yeah, but you know now you are old, <laughs> and you know you need to start like progressing to older brands." Well, in terms of the radio stations, and I wondered how am I old? And my my co-host at the time was um 40 or just over 40 and a man. And it only hit me yesterday that I was like, oh my goodness, wait. <laughs> we were doing the exact same job. But this was a clear case of 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 ageism. And and a lot of women in in media, in film, in, in creative and entertainment industries actually do go through this. So Avril, I, I just want to hear your thoughts on this before we plug you in, Sharon. I
0: don't even get invited for um, music awards anymore. <laughs> oh man, I will not say much, but yeah. So um, I find myself not being invited for some things that um, the organizers feel like it's a space for now the younger the younger artists to be part of. I don't take it personally, but it it definitely hurts. Even when you find. Some people will come to your comment section. Oh, Zeka, My God, so my beats. You're Like oh, wow. Really? Me personally, now this is actually the best time of my life because I I I know myself and I feel so confident in what I'm doing right now because it's not you know it's not coerced, it's not forced onto me. I'm I'm just enjoying the space and I'm doing whatever I love to do. And it's 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 something that I have built for such a long time that I'm actually now you know enjoying the fruits. Of what I have had worked for, so ageism is real, and it's worse with women um, because the moment you step into, you know, your thirties, you're getting into your forties. It's like it's just been, it's like your age just cancels you. You've been cancelled. Yeah, it's, this is not a game. This is not a game for the for, for you anymore. So, just why don't you just quit? I even did um. There was a prank that was I even posted some time back where this young man was asked an opinion about me. Um What do you think of Avril? <laughs> Those are the exact words. Oh, and my right goodness. So when he turned and he saw me, you know, he was a bit shocked. But that, that is definitely a bias that is placed on women more than it is on men because you find men in the entertainment space, um, you know, Doing this for the rest of their lives, but for a chick, the moment you give birth or you get married, you you find yourself in a completely different zone where you always have to prove yourself like ten times more, fifty times more than than your male counterpart. Yet you're sometimes even a little bit younger than the, like what exactly you said. Some yeah. many times you'll find yourself that like younger than the person that you are. You know, faced you're facing, or your 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 peers, and or the people that are in the industry at the same time with you, and you're wondering why. I'm 36 years old, turning 36 this year, and
1: I I, I don't understand why why that would happen. Yeah, and, and it's so funny because, like, you're almost doomed either way because aging is not something you have a control over. In fact, exactly. it's a blessing. It's yep. a blessing to age.
0: So, but if you, don't like, grow, if you don't grow older, you're dead. Da- you, what's happening? Is, you're dead, you know? So would you rather... That's actually a question I asked one of my fans, in quote-unquote fan, because quote, quote, they asked me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to grow younger. <laughs> I don't have Barton's disease. I don't have Benjamin Barton's disease where I grow younger. The other alternative is me dying. Is that what you would you
1: exactly. prefer? Exactly. dying. And and you see, this is actually a global issue that uh, women in the creative and specifically music spaces are facing because there was a survey that was done. And I mean, we'll get to some of the things that, that came out, but 38% of the people who took part in it, women included ageism as one of the main challenges that women face in the industry today, um, that they want female artists to just remain young, um, but also they, they want female artists to become successful before the age that people assume that you should now be married, assume that you should now have a child. And once you have a child, then, you know, your career is over, you know? Um, and we'll get, that one is also another, another madness that exists in, in the media industry. But I want to rope in our third speaker who's just joined us, um, Sharon Onyango Obo. Um, so great to have you on here, Sharon. What most people don't know is we did actually work together when I was on radio. You were one of our digital leads at the time. And Sharon has grown to be one of the people behind Afreative, which is a professional social networking platform that empowers African creatives. And they look at how they can leverage networks to do that. So, Sharon, we're glad to have you on here. Um, and I want you to jump on in and, and just explain if some of the biases that women in, in music face led you to creating um, Afriative. I wonder if Sharon can hear me. I'm not seeing her go off anyway. Um, we'll still try and get a hold of Sharon. I know she was having some tech difficulties, but just going back to um, Avril and Pierre, I know we left we we touched on motherhood um, because that's another thing that comes right um, when it, when we talk about biases that women in the music field. Go through so there's ageism, but then there's also the fact of when you do get pregnant and you do become a mother, what are some of the biases that come around that? that I, I, around speak that. To I that. can't speak to that. Um, so maybe we can start um, with, so you, with you, Piera. Yeah, so just on motherhood,
3: uh, yeah, so what so are the biases, motherhood kind of the biases around that? Well, what I, if I can use myself as an example, I think uh, I'm one of those people that uh, people did not expect to be. To be a mother so soon, or rather, they just didn't think I was old enough. Well, Whereas I was really old enough. So, oh, Piera, we we, uh, don't, Piera, seem, we, we can't don't seem to be we can't seem you. to be hearing you. Uh, can you hear me now?
1: Yes, much better. Yes, much better. It's
3: better. Okay. So um I was saying uh, when I, when I got pregnant and I had a baby, I think the industry was not ready for it, and that's when my career just hit, and I was. um you know, I was like, let's say, talk of the town as a DJ and then boom, I become pregnant. So I think many people I was there talking about because we- that comes to that ends my career because now probably I'm no longer as attractive as I was. I now have to settle down and, and such things. And also, now you go maybe to places and you find out, you find out that uh, people don't want to, to let's say not not disrespectful, but not to work to work with you because they feel they can't get anything from you. You get what I mean? They feel like now you're out of the league, so they cannot uh, they have no access to you. Oh, so so oh, you mean so like people? So, who, you mean like people like who, sexual harassment? Like sexual harassment? Yes. At this point, you see, they think you're either married or you're either settled with somebody so you're not as accessible as you were before. So people don't call you, people don't want to be associated with you. And even if maybe people will, let's say it's a trip out of town, people don't want to holler at you because they think you're no longer as fun as, as you are. So I think people have this per- uh, perception that motherhood is just, um, it's just like, it's like prison. Once you're there, your 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 fun is cut off, you can no longer dress well, you can no longer be, you know, this... So when you associate that mother with DJing, then it becomes something very off. And that's why I took my time to prove to people that you can actually be a fine as DJ and a mother. Mama, I, I, had to... Mama,
1: I, I had to... <laughs> yeah? Sorry. Yes, a fine um, assessment. Yes, a <laughs> yeah, fine assessment. <laughs> yeah, a fine assessment. Yeah. Um, I, I um, hadn't thought about that. I have like not thought about that. Like the people who are harassers harass- and wanting to be able to um, still have access to you now see that, okay, you're pregnant and, and believe that, okay, now I can't harass you. That is very many layers of problematic. Avril, what was your experience Um with motherhood since we went through ageism and we we now we now get to to motherhood. Were there biases that came with that as a female entertainer? Oh yeah. Sorry, my mic wasn't coming
0: on. Um wow. First and foremost, me my pregnancy journey was very personal. Extremely personal because I knew the moment that um it hits the limelight, I would not enjoy it as much because each and every single uh, Avril, I feel.
1: I think we we've lost you.
0: Yeah. Some, sorry, someone was calling. <laughs> sorry, <Okay. laughs> I canceled the call. So yeah, my, my pregnancy journey was very very personal to me, and the reason why I made it so personal to me is because I felt like the moment that I announced to the world that I was pregnant, everyone would have an expectation. Everyone would have, um, um, you know, ideas of how I'm supposed to walk this journey. Yet it was my journey. So I told. I I totally went quiet about it i it was not a secret but then again it was very very private and the reason for that was one because i knew for a fact and i even told someone it's it's there's a double standard in the industry when it comes to fathers and mothers fathers Mm. are revered you are told
4: wow you're a
0: father you know now you become more responsible now it means that you can be able to handle so much more responsibility because now you're a father In fact, you'll even find a person who's a father, a husband, will end up having, you know, even better work opportunities as compared to a person who's not settled down. But when it comes to a mom, then it becomes a bit different. And you'll even see it in this industry, our entertainment industry, our entertainment space. If you look Mm -hmm. at the artists, the male artists who are fathers, oh my God, they get all the gigs, you know? They get all this responsible outlook kind of um, endorsements because people always look at them like, you know what? This 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 is a person who has settled down, who has decided to have family. But when you look at the flip, what's the double standard? Oh my God, her career is over. She decided yeah. to have a baby. At this age, why would why would she do that to herself? I love who she's even single. The man hasn't even settled down with her. So what is it mm. exactly what Pierre was talking about? So you're like, okay, so you would rather have a guy being a father, but where do you where where do you think this child is coming from? There's a mother associated to this person, so why 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 the double standard? So yes, I I did experience a bias where people would feel like, oh, ah, you are Meisha." Like I told you earlier, someone immediately you're pregnant, you are exactly not as attractive anymore because yes, you're not, you know, you're, you're not that they always have to bring a mm. eh? that mother of that mother of and it's, it's it's quite unfortunate and of course very heartbreaking so you have to prove yourself yourself again now you see now here you have two things that you're proving yourself for um, against one ageism and yeah. being a mom So you are in your 30s and you're a mom Wow do you honestly think you can be able to still do this?
1: Yeah, and, and,
0: you you and you get judged. And you get judged so much. You're on stage and guys are like, where has she left her child?
1: <laughs> Do you know that's actually yeah, true? And <laughs> and it's- and yeah. Like-
0: Let me tell you something that happened to me. So um, when my my, my son was about eight months old, I had um, mm-hmm. an engagement, I had to go to Rwanda for about eight days, and my son was still breastfeeding. So mm-hmm. throughout the entire conference, because it was – um. Actually we were there. Yes. Oh, we were there, there together in sounds... Yes. Yes. I can't yes.
1: remember the name but it was it was
0: I think family planning actually. <laughs> yes. 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 International family planning blah blah Bill Gates Foundation. Yeah. So what happened was every single time the conference would end Kidogo like this I'd have to run to my room. Good thing that the conference and um the spaces that we were staying at were basically just a walking distance. So I'd have to rush to my room. Pump because I want my milk flow to still be in check. These are things I haven't even ever ever told anyone. I had to keep on going back to my hotel room so that I could be able to pump because by the time I'm finishing this conference, my son is still breastfeeding. I have to make Mm -hmm. sure that my milk supply hasn't gone down. So you can imagine if, if people knew that this is exactly what I was running to my room to do, what kind of perception would people have the only person who knew are my fellow mothers in my circle They're the only ones who would oh, see me goodness. leaking another like we would just go and check <laughs> so i'd have to run I'm like okay i'm coming back just give me two minutes so there's only people i could talk to about that situation people who'd understand but if i told maybe the male promoter who maybe perhaps did not have um or the organizer who didn't have a child they would never understand such a situation so you always find yourself Needing to just keep to yourself, keep your troubles and your frustrations and your you know all these things you're trying to overcome, you have to keep them to yourself because people won't understand mm-hmm. so i I, feel, I I find people who um express themselves and tell people about their journeys very brave because yo,
1: the amount of things that you're thrown at it is it is ridiculous. And even just knowing that, um, let's say that was in a conference and it was, but you were performing. There should be performing. an allowance. To, and
0: this um, is not. This is not a. a, a this is not a, a, a singular situation. This happened throughout the first year because I had to go back to work. I felt like there's no way I'm not going to be that typical um, female artist who got a baby and stopped working. You know? Yeah. I, I wanted even not even to prove um to people out there, I wanted to prove to myself that I can still be able to continue doing this regardless of being a mother or not. So this is not an isolated situation. It happened so many times. The times I would I would be even in Nairobi and I have a gig and I have to go to my car just to, you know, to park oh. quickly, quickly so I can go back on stage. But these are things you can't tell anyone because if it's not a person who is in the same situation or who hasn't been through such a situation, of course they'll judge you harshly.
1: Do you feel there's a way, um, and, and I ask this because I've seen this happen in South Africa for um, these influencer gigs. There's one that I went to that they actually made allowances for the, the women who are part of the, the, the female influencers who had children. There was an allowance for them to travel with their nannies and come mm-hmm. with their kids. And mm-hmm. there would be um, activities for the kids to do. As we're working, and it stayed with me because I was like, I have never seen anything. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this in my life. Do you think they, that we're at the point that we could? Um, and both you and Pierre can speak to this. We're at the point where we can have concerts where you can actually talk to promoters to have facilities, or um, yeah, facilities that work for mothers who are
0: also entertainers. Let's hope that this is going to happen in the future. For now I feel like it has to go back to being a business decision because mm-hmm. already we are already at um you know, we are at a loss because we have all these demands as female artists and not not demands per se, but you know, just standard basic requirements for having a gig. Now imagine...
1: Oh yeah. You're <laughs> changing room. There's your people are changing room.
0: <laughs> if no. already a changing room is a problem and you say you want to come with your nanny and they have to and be a baby cot, No, backstage. no, no. You want a room to come. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a baby coat and you want, you want at least a specialised, you know, someone who can be able to take care of your child when you're on stage. Yo <laughs> oh <laughs> maybe if we have more parents who are promoters and maybe even female um if you have female promoters, um, because there's so yeah, there's such we don't have that many female promoters. We don't have that many female promoters who'd be able to understand and and, and you know and um and 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 listen to you or rather just to be able to understand the situation that a, a female artist would be would be going through. They're very, 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 very few. So maybe if we had more female promoters who, you know, want to make the industry grow. And also, if we had events that make money, you know, unfortunately, Mm. we are at a place where events, doing an event in Kenya is risk-taking. It's a huge risk because you don't know how many people are going to turn out. Times have become tough. And I don't even blame um, um, concert at- attendees because at the end of the day, you're looking at, it's a balancing act. Am I going to buy food or am I going to go for a concert? Am I going mm. to pay my rent or am I going to go for a weekend out? Am I going to go for a weekend getaway? It's its a serious balancing act. And when you look at someone's budget, entertainment is like the last thing on the list of things that they need to spend their money on. So it goes back to the economy. and needs to also... For us as entertainers, to become creative in how we fashion our industry to 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 make the at the concert attendee or the the music listener want to 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 spend or see the sense in spending on on entertainment. So it all
1: boils down to economies.
0: Is... Yeah, it all boils down to economy because it's it's expensive. It's it's an expensive space.
1: Yeah. Um, So before I hear from you, Pierre, I just want to actually let everybody who's listening know that we have some goodies to give away. Um, It is a celebration at the end of the day. As much as we're talking about the challenges, it's also good to pause and think about some of the things that we appreciate that are working. So we have some great goodies. So if you hear anything um, either our panelists say that you connect with or if you have a question that you want to share, or if there's a bias that you've seen in the music industry that you want to share, and we haven't spoken about it yet, all you have to do is tweet. Um, Use the hashtag TraceTwitterSpace, and we'll be able to see that tweet and randomly pick who's going to get the giveaway. I don't think I'll do the picking because I normally feel so bad (laughs) picking one person over the other, but (laughs) put your tweets out there. The hashtag is #TraceTwitterSpace. I think I'm going to leave my Trace family to, to pick the winner because I genuinely just feel really bad when we don't give out to everybody. But let the, tweets, let the tweets come through. Just make sure you have the hashtag Trace Twitter space. Um, so, uh, Piera, I saw your mic go on when I talked about, yeah. like, do you ever, ever think, we are we close to that point where you could have not only a changing room, but a space where you yeah. could pump so that you're not doing your pumping in the car at a concert where you're performing. Um, It's so unfortunate that we're there.
3: I know. Well, actually, my mic went off when you talked about goodies. (laughs) (laughs) You had to to (laughs) tweet. The goodies I know, but anyway, yeah. Uh, maybe what I, what I experienced or what have I experienced like when uh, when I just given birth because I had to go back to work immediately, considering what I was going through. Uh, I was breastfeeding. I needed to go with my baby most of the time to to work. Uh, strange enough, some of the gigs that I went to, they made um, they made sure that I was comfortable and they they actually had a place for my baby, which was very oh, wow. strange. And it's quite entertaining. like, for example, I don't know if I'm allowed to give an example, but uh, there's a big gig I did at, at the Safari Park and they gave me uh, a room, a baby cot and, and everything that the baby needed. Wow. So, um, and I think I also did a gig where I was allowed to carry, to carry the baby. But of course, now when it comes to things like clubs, there you're by yeah. yourself. You're by yourself with your, with your licking boobs and stuff. So sometimes you end up thinking like maybe you need to take a break from these things until you can, uh, you're, you're able to get back, you know, in a more comfortable, um, time and place where you don't have to keep running to to pump the milk or to rush your baby to hospital because she cannot sleep. You know, like, like all these things that, like, like new mothers go through. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Adele, if we were to push this agenda to maybe some of our corporates that we work with, and I know some of the corporates that actually have uh, rooms, changing rooms for 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 mothers. Like I used to work in a place uh, in advertising where we we had changing rooms and where we can go pump the milk and 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 such things. I, I feel like if this was pushed as an agenda, I don't know where where it can be pushed. Either it's to government or whatever. This can be things that can can be facilitated. But we find ourselves like we don't want to talk about it. We 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 don't want to push. Like um, if it's associations, different associations, if it's DJ Association or whatever, to, to, to either, you know, um how can I say it? To 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 make club owners or event managers put that as a as a as a need or as a necessity for us. We'll never talk about it because I know if Piera next time goes to a club and says, I need a room where I can change and breastfeed my baby, somebody's gonna go like, oh please go. We don't need you. We have the next DJ on the line, you know. So I will mm-hmm. lose the job just because I, I raised my voice. But if we can all come together as a team, as entertainment, and say these are some of the, th- the things that we need, even as women, I think we can get somewhere. But I think we are too scared to lose jobs. We are too scared to, to yeah. not get money. Yeah, so we don't raise these issues. So we end up uh, working with what we have. And we'll never make a change for the coming generation. You yeah,
1: Definitely, yeah. I definitely hear you. There has to be like intentionality and like a united push for change. Um I, One thing that I I hear come up a lot is money, <laughs> which is very important, mm-hmm. understandably. And I was mm-hmm. just wondering because I have no, I, I have no idea about the the music scene in terms of performances, in terms of endorsements, or the various um, revenue revenue avenues that are not, say, uh, well, I don't know whether MCSK is saying, but like, (laughs) not royalties, Mm -hmm. right? The ones that are Mm -hmm. really based on your brand and you as a personality and you as a musician. So things like concerts, things like um, endorsements. Is there a pay gap? Do you know for sure that there are gigs where male artists get paid more um and and do you think it's a gendered thing or do you think you know a gender thing from the promoter side of of things or is it a gender thing from women being a bit um because of how we're conditioned not very aggressive when it comes to negotiations because that's also a thing but it's linked to how society has conditioned women as well I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, is, there, is there a pay disparity?
3: Um, if I can take that, um, I can say yes and no. Also, that depends on uh, the companies and the corporates you're working with or the brands you're working with. There are brands that I, I know have um, I have worked with and they're very specific. If the artist is being paid uh, $500, that is what every artist will get. There are those that... Yeah will decide uh, so-and-so gets this and so-and-so gets this. Uh, actually, even that female one, we don't have even to pay her. Let's ask her if she can come in for free. You know, they are th- those ones, I can't, I, I, I work with such companies. But to be honest, where I am at, I, I, I'm in a place where I'm able to choose which companies to work with, and especially if they have that kind of feel where I feel that they're not... Um, respecting my brand as a woman or they feel I'm less of a woman and having, especially in the, in the, in our know, industry DJ, where they feel like maybe a male person is more, is more better than a female. I, I, I honestly and genuinely walk out of such situations. I have walked mm-hmm. out in many of them where I suspect I'm being belittled because I'm female and I choose not, not to, to take up the job. However, one thing I'll tell you Adele, the reason yeah. why we take up this kind of, treatment or these kind of um, negotiations that belittle us is because we are very, very much dependent on that little shilling that that person is giving us. Mm, You get true. So I know if I don't do this gig, I am so screwed up. So I'm like, let me just take it. It doesn't matter if they're giving me half of what they're giving the male guys. Let me just take it. And then the 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 person giving it, the event manager or whoever it is, is like, okay, this is the trend. This is what we will do. But if I stood up as a person and said, no, I'm not taking that because I know I'm as good as that person, then I know the next time they're not going to try that. Or alternatively, this is not my my only job. And when I say that, Adele, you know, this is Kenya. You have to do many jobs for you to survive. Sometimes yeah. entertainment might not, you know, you might not just survive mean, the on pandemic entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you have to have other things to do. So you're not desperate to, to take up some amount or to be treated or to be belittled just because you're, you know, you're female and you're desperate for that. You get what I mean?
1: I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, It's a catch 22. Um, yeah. Avril, I I want to hear your thoughts. And by the way, if you're listening, right after Avril um, speaks, I'm going to open it up if you have any questions for Avril and DJ Piera. We'll take them then. But Avril, I want to hear your thoughts on just, is there a pay gap when it comes to concerts or endorsements um, between male and female performers? Um, Just
0: I I, I concur with what uh, DJ Piera said. There's, there's only a pay up if you're not as aggressive as possible. I have walked away from so many gigs that have not seen my value, or rather, seen the value that I bring to the establishment, or to their brand, or to their organization. To be very honest, you have to, you have to put your foot down if you want to make it. Because the moment that you accept something that's below market value, that is below your standard rate, that is it. Cause they'll go mm-hmm. and tell each other. But she took, but you took fifty thousand less than this, at this time that you took. You took this, you took that. They, this is a conversation. You're only as good as your last job, and you're only as, 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 as uh, you're only paid as per your last negotiation. To be very honest, mm-hmm. I have walked away from so many situations. I'd rather perform for free, than not mm. be able to do what I have. You know, just to ask for money that I am. I know that will be able to give me to give you the best the best uh, performance or the best um, um value addition to whatever that i'm bringing to the table so it's it 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 always comes down to um what is your what do you see for your future because mm. there's so much that you will take at whatever price and you'll burn out because you're everywhere simple law of supply and demand the more the supply the less you have to you have to make sure that you value for money for yourself and also for your clients you're not everywhere for whatever mm. price you yeah. you you just you just have to set standards for yourself to be very honest and the guys do the same thing so it's not a guy girl thing it's just a business thing it's just a business and it will reward you as a business
1: mm. that's true um so i'm going to open this up if anybody has a question Um, perhaps you can just request to speak and oh okay i can see a request here okay so adongo i think he's still connecting he or she all right so while we're waiting for adongo actually it's it's d adongo to speak uh yes Um, i know Oh yeah. Okay. Now we can hear you. Do, uh, you can, y- do you have a question or a comment based on the, the conversation we're having? Yes. A comment and a question.
5: Mm-hmm. Sorry, my mic was connecting. No problem. Um, so uh, my comment firstly would be, um, I mean, uh, thank you guys for sharing with us your experiences. Um, as women, I feel compared to men, we generally have a lot of hoops to jump whether it's in the workspace, whether it's in at home, whether it's on the streets, like just everywhere. There are always hoops, you know, all these biases mm-hmm. that we have to align ourselves with. So I totally hear Piera and Avril when they share the experiences. So my question would be, now that we know that perspectives are different all over, you know, everyone thinks as they wish to think and they do things based on their perspectives um, you as Avril and as DJ Piera, what do you think it will take, you know, just for us to, as a people generally, to move from that space where we, we, we you know, we see women through age or through, you know, single motherhood, or just any other thing that prevents us from really living to our full potential. What do you think it will take other than just a change of mindset? um so who wants to go first
1: pierre or avril Oh, pierre i see your mic is off okay
3: you can you can go on um uh, i i don't know what to say because i really don't know the solution to this but what i feel like we need to do is not accept whatever is happening like we really don't have to accept when you go somewhere and you're um for example your. Discriminated against because you're a woman or because you're a single mother. I don't think we need to accept such things. Sometimes there's law that's against that. Um, that I mean, that we should not be treated like that. Or if, um, I can go to somebody who can actually help in such a situation. For example, when I went and I was rejected for that job because I was a single mom, I have a feeling. Probably the marketing person who rejected me, the main director, or the chairman has no idea. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I went ahead and I was like, enough is enough. Goodbye. I've gone. I did not follow, follow it up. I did not do anything about it. I just left. So I feel like we need to be in a place where when something happens, we need to take it up. We need to face it. We need to address it. We need just not to accept situations just because we are women or just because we are we are. We are of less power, or I don't know what it is that people think, but we need not to accept. When something happens to us, let's speak about it. Simpl- I mean, case in point of the lady, I mean, what happened today uh, on Friday about the lady with the border border. If nobody spoke mm-hmm. about it, I think it could have just gone like that. So I I suggest speaking about something can really change situations. It can change a lot. I I Adele, I don't know if you guys remember when I was doing Park and Chill? And a lot, uh, a lot happened. I was being fought everywhere. How can she just come into? Why can't we take up this event? Like there was a lot that was going on, and I was being fought everywhere. I remember there's one time my event was uh, cancelled, and there was no excuse and you know what i did Mm -hmm. i wrote on on instagram like i was like why should i be quiet about it let me try and see what i can do and i remember writing a post on on instagram and many people read it and many people reposted it and talked about it and it was a letter to the president and you know it did not take two days before the president addressed it and my event was my event would have been canceled forever so i think said unfairly i think it is good to speak about it especially in this world of social media true True. I totally yeah. agree with you. Avril, what, what would yeah. you what would your thoughts be? I share
0: the same sentiment. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. If you feel like something is wrong, you speak about it. You tell someone, I cannot take this and I'm so sorry. And you bounce because you're setting, a, you, you're raising the bar slowly, slowly. When we got into the game, we were not being paid the way we're paid, being paid right now. We're being paid peanuts. But as time goes on, you're like, you know what, this is the entry point. This is what this is what you can get away with. This is what you cannot get away with. So the more that we set standards, we are in an African setting, and it's very very hard to change mindset because already you you already seen you're a woman first and foremost. You're already dismissed because you're a woman. By the time you get, uh, I kind of feel like, um, sorry, sorry guys in the audience, guys listening. I'm sorry to say this, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but men are very scared of opinionated women. The moment that you say, I cannot take this, African men are very, very scared of opinionated women. So the moment you have an opinion, they will take it. They will listen to you. The loudest mm. um, the loudest women are the ones who make the biggest change. Look at our politicians. If you look at all the women who are in parliament or who are doing things, it's because they... Set boundaries. They're like, you know what? We cannot. We 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 will be leaders just like you, and 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 we will be leaders just like you, and we will speak up when you guys do do not do things the right way. So it's the same 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 thing. You are a leader in your own space. You're a leader in 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 in, in at work because by the time you got that job, it means you can be able to handle what you're being thrown at. But it has to get some space where you're like, yo, you will not throw that much at me. Unfortunately, it might cost us, but we keep on raising the bar. And please note that this is not just about us. It's about the people who are coming after us. It's about our daughters. It's about our kids. It's about um, the, the industries that we're in and the women who are going to occupy those spaces later. We have this culture as Africans where, I'm going to use a bit of Swahili, so that the next person who comes in, they have to start from zero. That shouldn't be the norm. We should change that norm in that the next person who's stepping into that house is finding a house that is beautiful and they're not starting from zero. So even in, in your specific space, are they starting from zero? Is your boss going to treat the intern who's coming into that office worse than how they treated you or at least be a bit better. So be opinionated. Let's 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 talk. Let's let's talk to our fellow women and ask, yo, I don't feel like this 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 is the way we should be treated. Let's let let it change. And associations are, are you know are coming up left, right and center. And that's the reason why things are becoming a bit easier because it's it's people, like minded people getting themselves together and talking about issues. So let's also not um Again, Swahili. To suppose eh, all these associations are come. If you if you if there's a leadership forum somewhere, go listen. You might find people who are like minded and you'll change a whole whole industry just because you're sitting around like minded people. So just like Pierre said, yes, let's speak. Let's speak up. It cannot be the same again, ten years from now. We're still talking about the same things. Honestly, can't. It will be It'll be very, very sad that all the work that our parents and our grandparents went, you know, they, they, they did for us to be able to get to this space. And for me as an entertainer, as an entertainer the work that Wahoo and and and, and, and all these artists who came before me, all the work that they did and set the pace and, you know, created this path for me that I'll not be able to at least you know, build another 10 kilometers ahead of me for the artist who's coming behind me. It it would be very absurd.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think you also, uh, you know, there's so many men who are listening as well. You don't have to be a woman to speak up about the biases that face women. Correct. You, very true. You don't have to be a mother. I think I hadn't, even just on a personal level, I hadn't thought about what, women who are breastfeeding and our performers are going through. So definitely the next space I am in, even though I'm not a mother, if there is, um, you know, a situation where there's a performance or whatever, that's a question I'll ask. Like, what about the ones who are breastfeeding? What are you people doing? So you don't have to be experiencing the biases or have to be a woman to speak up against them. Um, I want to, I have been told who the first winner of our goodies are, And it is um, Wangare Murugi. So you have won yourself 1,000, Bob, worth of airtime. And I think your Twitter handle is it's Eve Carey. So you need to DM the Trace East Africa page with all your details. So we need your name, your phone number, your ID number, and um, you'll get your your airtime sent to you. So just a reminder for those who are checking in, if you want to win some airtime, we're giving that out randomly. The hashtag to use is hashtag trace Twitter space. So if there's something Piera or Avril have said that you connect with, or there's a bias that you feel hasn't been spoken about, or there's a question that you have, just tweet it with that hashtag trace Twitter space. And you could be the one who wins. Um, in a bit, of course, we are going to hear from um, the trace team on what exactly they're doing Um to 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 help us break this bias that women in the space face. But I'm seeing Sharon, our third panelist, I want to give her a chance to try and connect. She's having some technical issues. Um because I really want to speak to the the, the behind the scenes roles. So when we look at songwriters, when we look at um producers, when we look at even promoters, as Pierre and Avril have spoken about. Are there enough women in those spaces, and if not, why? So Sharon, I don't know if you can yes. hear us. I yes, really
2: yes. Yay, Sharon is here! Oh my god, <laughs> Guys, that was very, very hectic and not cute. Um, yeah, um, sorry about that. Yeah, I've been troubleshooting for about an hour and a half, but I'm here. Let's go. It's okay. Yeah,
1: let's okay. Move. Let's All right, move. we move. It's great. We move. We, <laughs> we move regardless. Yes, yes, yes. All
2: right. Um, Okay, yeah, so exactly. Sharon,
1: first and foremost, it's so awesome to have you on here. Sharon did a remarkable job when I was doing the breakfast show on KISS. She was one of our digital leads for some time, and we really wanted her to stay, but she had to go back to uni. And then now you've created a platform called Creative, um, So maybe, awesome. you can, maybe you can tell us a bit about that space and then speak to the roles like producers, promoters, songwriters, um, sound engineers. Are there many women in these spaces on the continent, um, and if not, why do you think
2: that's the case? Alrighty, so um, yeah, once again, hi everyone. My name is Sharoninyango Obo, and I am a music producer and mix engineer, project manager, all those cool things, and um, <laughs> I've been in this space for um, a while. But I think most notably um, through 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 Afriative, which is a platform. That I built alongside Wendy Karani um, to empower African creatives, yeah, because I feel like even before you can look at empowering women in the space, I think there's just this like generic blanket of just like not much hope or structure in the industry and, and we really wanted to rectify that. Um, but yeah, in terms of um, female identifying femmes, non binaries, women in this space, Um, yeah, it is, um, there's definitely not much, I'd say representation, participation, like, of course not, but I feel like when it comes to, you know, like, the top producers, everyone goes, and it's, like, really cool, um, but I feel like there's so many amazing um, women in, in the space, um, and you don't get to hear about them, um, due to some of the reasons, like, I was having tech issues, but I caught some of them that, um, Avril and uh, Pierre shared. But, yeah, there's definitely um, not a spotlight there. And even when it is, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to discern whether it's tokenization, right? Like, you have mm. someone being like, oh, we're looking for a female producer. And I'm just yeah. like, you know, like, it's like kind of like... Is there such a thing? Just producer. Like, yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> like music? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't listen to music like yeah, this is yeah, this is manly music. It was made by a group <laughs> of men. Yeah, that's why we like it. Like no one says that, you know. So I think um, I always like try to focus on being the, um, the the like the right fit for the project. Even if it's not being the best, it's about being the right fit because um, a lot of um, female and women artists you know like really um that's that's a huge reason why they come to me they're just like i i don't feel comfortable going to guys spaces and um being in that sort of environment so yeah i guess it's yeah it's unfortunate mm. but um it's there's an opportunity there for space for safe spaces to be created for, mm. um, for us Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, okay, so I I, I do know, I'm about to do another quick opening for Q&A. So if you have a question, you can send a request in now. And then I do know the the Trace team, I really want to hear what Trace is doing in terms of trying to break the bias. But there's one thing I think we haven't touched on, and I might be shooting myself in the foot on this one because I am part of the media. I'll be new media. Do you think the media helps break the biases for women in the in 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 music or does the media help propagate and uphold these biases? Um perhaps we can start with you of real go to you Pierre and then come back to you Sharon. <laughs> 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 I feel like I should just like exit <laughs> <laughs>
0: You have asked a question where you lost to Kia. We no longer listen to music from Avril because she said this. To be very honest, I don't know the last time I had my song on radio. I even posted a story the other day and I was like, what? I am shocked that I'm in a DJ mix somewhere. Are you serious? year? yeah. It is unfortunate that we have to even talk about this um you are we we, we are canceling a lot of artists just because we and, and how can i even put this i feel like it's very necessary um to have a continuance in the industry we have to listen to new music we have to listen to new art in fact not even new music we need to listen to new acts, we need to listen to new music um, or rather artists we need to listen to new artists, I'm not going to say new music because we have new new music from older artists every single time or other artists who have been in the game for a very long time Mm -hmm. we have music from artists who have been in the game for a very long time but we need to have continuance in the industry the reason why I say this is because it's quite unfair to dismiss artists because they've been in the game for a very long time because they have a very big following. So you feel like they don't really need the spotlight anymore. Not even at a reduction, they don't need the spotlight anymore. They don't, we don't need to listen to their music. See guys can go to their their channels. They have a hundred thousand subscribers. Why do we need to play them on radio? So does the media propagate first ageism? It does. Mm Mm. To be very honest, it does. Because so many artists who have been in the game for a very long time, right now, they feel like I am not going to be played on radio. So what do I do? Let me just have my own medium and push it to the best of my ability. Let me have my boom plays. Let me have my Spotify's. Let me have, you know, let me have these other channels because it's going to a place. Because you live and do the media tours, to be very honest. I was on Trace just the other day. Wow, it actually has been a year, but I was there a year ago when I was launching my album, and we spoke about my music, and I we played all my music. But after that, you see, you 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 become discouraged because you get to a point where you're like, you know what? Okay,
3: mm-hmm.
0: actually, it makes no sense me having media tours anymore. And I see Maringo by the way, it makes no sense for me having media tours anymore because it feels like you even it even it even uh, gives an impression to the to the fans that these guys are trying too much to stay relevant. You know? Mm. By the time I have to make to do all this or have to go through all these leaps and bounds just for you to be able to, you know, just play the Kawan song of mine, then definitely you you give an impression to 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 a, a fan that these guys are really trying too 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 hard. Ageism is yeah. there. It's alive and it is there. I wish that we could switch it up Kidogo. But then again, I don't fault the stations too much. Uh, Let's talk of stations for now. I don't fault them too much. Why? Because everyone has their template of how they want their radio station to be. Like, for instance, you'll find a radio station that plays only music for a certain age group. Mm -hmm. So probably your music would not be able to fit into that particular you know, demographic or that particular audience. So you have to, you know, this and that, this and that. But still, I just feel like for us to be able to evolve the industry and to even fight with the greater East African community and the greater African community, we really need to, we just need to play everything. We need to have um, a lot of content out there that people are listening to. We can't just say, that we're sticking to these 10 songs, we're sticking to these 10 artists, we're sticking to these 15 artists. It can't work. Mm -hmm. It can't work. If you look at um, countries that are more developed in terms of, you know, the entertainment space, guys who have been in the game for over 30 years are still being played, are still being given an audience, you know? You're still seeing them in concerts. They even come to our country and perform and they have huge, 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 huge um, audiences coming through to listen to their music. So what does that tell you? It tells you that we just need to have a lot of content playing on radio. You can't be biased at uh, airtime for 16, 20 years. There's no way we can give them a platform anymore. Mm. So that bias needs to, it really needs to change. Awards, we have award ceremonies happening in Kenya that are totally secluding artists who are older because they feel like, no, we cannot be giving this person this kind of recognition anymore. We need to give it to, which I totally... You know, I, I kind of, when, when I go back to the thinking, it makes sense to them, but it doesn't make sense for the industry because you, you remember what I told you about, you know, leaving a house broken down so that you can be able yeah. to, it, it can't work like that. It needs to, it needs to foundation, then we come to the floor, then we come to the ceiling. All these things need to build up. They all need to build up. And we, we, we honestly cannot be breaking um, um, a space. Then think that we're going to keep that we're going to evolve that space. It can't work. It needs to be yeah. an evolution, and evolutions do not exist if we are killing off what we think does not serve us anymore
1: that's that's very, very true. That's very, very true. it It requires a lot of intentionality from all of us. Pierre, before I come to you, I just want to announce the second winner who is uh, stems twenty eight. And he gets 2,000 bob worth of airtime because it's for him and his friend Wanene. So he put up a picture of his friend that he's celebrating this International Women's Day. So STEMS, you need to, yeah, STEMS28, you need to DM Trace East Africa with your, um, with all your details so that we can make sure that, that airtime gets to you and make sure you share that airtime (laughs) with your friends. So let's get to you, Pierre. Do you, do you think the media helps even just in terms of, and I guess as a DJ, it's not purely, but you do have some, you do have singles. So airplay, but also even like the portrayal and how, how, how they write about um, and speak about female entertainers.
3: I think, and I agree with Avril so much about the fact that if you've hustled so much and you've you've, you've made it or you're almost making it or you feel like you're in a stable place, that doesn't mean you don't need support from the media. That doesn't mean that they cannot support you anymore. They need to support the upcoming. I think that's where we go wrong. And mm. I've, as a, I mean, as an artist, as a DJ, I've experienced that a lot where somebody says... Um, I mean, we don't we don't have to have Pierre here. Let's have the new DJs who have who have come, and that is okay to give opportunity to other people. But that does not mean you you shun the people who've been there and still trying to work hard and do uh, amazing things. Uh, somebody just said uh, J Lo performed at the Super Bowl. You know, we could have they could have chosen somebody else who's just new but they still support their older talent. As long as you're putting in work, you get the support. So that, when Avril said that, I was like, I don't even think I need to add any more. more (laughs) You know, however, there's there's one thing I can say. I mean, a couple of years ago, we were so much into the traditional media. Everything was just about radio stations and TV stations. What is it that uh, the TV station thinks works? And what is it that radio station thinks works? You get. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you look at the the TV and uh, radio stations, uh, for the longest time, I don't think you could have worked at a radio station or a TV station if you're not a communication uh, graduate or you don't have, mm-hmm. uh, like you, have, you haven't studied media or, you know, film or radio and television uh, production. You cannot do that. Or news broadcasting, you know. Like you had to go to school to be on, on those... Um, on those platforms however right now with the introduction of social media anybody's a journalist anybody's a a tv promoter anybody's any anyone can wake up and you know get numbers and do whatever they want they might not do it professionally and even our traditional media gets content from those people so we are Mm -hmm. very compromised and that's where you'll find things that uh, uh, a blogger will write Will be picked by uh, a a TV host instead of vice versa. Yeah. So probably, probably a blogger just doesn't like you, or you're just not friends, or they just just hate you for some some reasons that uh, are petty, and they decide to write something against you. You know, as a, as a as a as a DJ or as an artist, and that is what the media will pick and go with, and that is what you'll be judged with. And please, when you look at it, it's coming from a place where there is no professionalism in it. They just judged you because of personal issues, not because of what is there in the industry. You get? So yeah. I, I I feel like I feel like we've been compromised a lot in the media, and not just because of. um we are not capable of doing what is right, but because social media has taken up, and then we've brought uh, about a, a lot of people who have um, who have a say, but they are not doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. But you cannot you, you cannot get them off there. We are living in a world where everybody has a say, and then now the our TVs and radios instead of standing firm, they pick up on those ones because maybe they will get hits out of it. You know what I mean? So it's become yeah. um, it's become very, very compromised. We are in a place where I will I will work on something. I take time in the studio, I do, you know, I work, I, I work out at date and then someone will just come and they're like, me, I don't like this chick. And they will go on one of the blogs. Yeah. I'm at their blogs, their personal blogs, and they will write something and it will be picked up and it will trend, you know, for days. Yeah. And then now instead of the, maybe the TV or radio, just taking it up as, as just a, we used to call them gutter press. Yeah. It, it's taken as news, you know, and it's, it becomes, becomes news. I remember very, very well, a couple of weeks ago when I spoke about, um, I was actually interviewed by, by standard group and they asked me what I think about, uh, these artists and uh, DJs who are performing when they are nude. And I think that clip was going around, and my comment was straightforward. I was like, I, I don't think that's what we are supposed to do. And as even as females, the moment you do that, you get more compromised. You know, by mm. the managers, the audience you're performing to, the, the the companies you're going to pitch your business to, you get compromised because that's sort of your your. I mean, your work as a DJ is already is already, sorry to say, but questionable. You you are always in the yeah. club twenty four seven. So if you push it to an extent where you will now start uh, stripping and doing such things, you get more compromised. So my answer was, I don't think that's the direction we should we should be taking. Considering we have uh, people we are mentoring, we are we have people we are trying to show uh, where we maybe probably where we went wrong. But that same story was picked up by a blog, and it was uh, twisted and used against me. Uh... You know. And that the same story that was picked now by a radio station for discussion. So you realize instead of um, the radio and TVs picking up stories and then the, vice versa, the bloggers and, uh, you know, they will pick up a story and the TVs will pick up the stories from them, which is very unfair. And we are all compromised. So it's I, I think at this, po- at this point in life, it's just survival for the fittest. Amma, we start our own blogs and <laughs> you're just praising yourself throughout. You know, like in Kardashian and whatever. You know, you just wake up and you're like, I'm, 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 I'm the ish. You know, let me just do it, and probably if people love you, you're gone. Oh my goodness!
5: Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, we it's
3: a are lack a place of professionalism. Where... Yes, lack of professionalism. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And so I, I, um, as Sharon gears up to make her, her closing remarks on, on media and her thoughts, I just want to um, ensure that Danny, I can see you, Danny Mushiro, who's the managing director for Trace East Africa, um, is, is going to be our last speaker, just really talking about after reflecting on what all our speakers have said, what Trace is doing and what now, listening to what Avril, Piera and Sharon have said, what's going to inform their movements going forward to break the bias. But before we get to Danny, um, Sharon, I hope your microphone comes on. I want to hear your <laughs> thoughts. I love that you spoke on tokenism because it is a big issue, but nobody really unpacks it as,
2: as that. What do you think the media's role is in breaking the bias? Um, I think it's uh, definitely in the same vein because when a piece is done around female producers, it's always, like, that's, that's literally it. Like, I'm sure, like, um, you can type in female producers in Google and then the articles, like, that's the context around which the um, the person's craft and art and everything is based on, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's 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 really nuanced and there's no like wrong or right way but i feel like when by by attempting to um spotlight something sometimes you end up having it be um the only thing that's seen resulting in tokenization which now just further perpetuates the cycle um
4: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah i'm i myself don't know what that balance is you know i I definitely um love the pieces whereby you're seeing like genuine exposure but when it's done as just a yeah like a top five as a top six and Mm. the article there's no further work being done you know like are there any follow-up pieces you know like where is this person a year from now you know are we featuring um the up and coming um You know, producers, or is it only the commercial ones? You know, because we have such a diverse underground scene. You have people who are doing organic folk, um, electronic, noise. These really like distinct genres, and you know, they just don't get that um, that um, spotlight because now, once again, also genre and popularity um, um, plays a part there. Yeah. So um, honestly, I I don't think the media is doing a great job but I do see the, the attempts being made. And, and yeah, I, I guess I can only hope for the best.
1: I like how you've left us on a hopeful note, but it's, it's <laughs> yeah. really important. Yeah, it's, tokenism is it's really hard to spot, especially um, when you see the top five, top four, those type of articles. But then when they're doing genuine articles, or general articles rather, on production, and then you don't see any, of the producers who happen to be women in there, then you understand, like, yeah, tokenism is still quite alive and kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love, I'd love Danny to kind of like um, come in now who's Danny Mushira, who is uh, managing director at Trace East Africa, just to reflections on on what our speakers have spoken about so far and what Trace um, wants to do going forward and is already doing in breaking the bias.
4: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Adele. Can you hear me clearly?
1: Yes, very clearly.
4: Yeah. So I mean, good evening, everyone. I think uh, Happy Women's Day to to all the women. Uh, we celebrate you uh, on this great occasion. I think we should do it more often. And um, I think the discussions uh, this evening have been quite uh, enlightening. And I think um, I think this points to the issues around lack of inclusivity uh, in our society. So. I mean, if you look at this year's theme around breaking the bias, I can't emphasize enough uh, that it's very difficult to, to do that in a society that uh, struggles with accommodating contrarian uh, views. Unfortunately, it's true uh, that women must uh, fight twice as hard uh, in most industries uh, to get recognition, the media being uh, no, no, no exception. But I think as a society... I think it's imperative that we consciously act to break the bias. Um, I think it's been proven that societies that embrace inclusivity, diversity, tend to be more progressive uh, and successful. I think that same is true for organizations uh, at every level uh, in society, whether public or private. Uh, We must push the envelope uh, with visible actions, I feel, that uh, talk to breaking the barriers that create these particular biases and ensure that uh, there's inclusion for women in society uh, that enable them to express themselves while fulfilling their full potential in their chosen areas of careers and fields. Uh, We must not pay lip service to these things, but I think have actionable KPIs uh, that are not just there for PR purposes. When we had issues around content, I remember we came up with regulations that spoke to local content uh, quotas that were to be enforced across uh, media stations. I think it's time we started taking uh, proactive steps in this direction as opposed to just having conversations. I think just listening to the speakers, it's also clear that as much as there's a role to be played by media from an amplification perspective, I think it's also clear that as women, uh, there has to be... um, actions that you take uh, individually, and, and I think that uh, came out strongly from Avril, from uh, McKenna uh, and I think Sharon as well, and I think it's important that we also stand up for ourselves for what we believe, that we also don't take um, deals that are not uh, to our value. I think that's a business issue, and I think you need to treat it from a business perspective in terms of when it comes to negotiating for your know, so forth. I think, uh, from a trace perspective, uh, when we look at the 1995 Beijing Platform uh, for Action, it flagged actually 12 key areas where urgent intervention was required for uh, to ensure greater equality uh, opportunities for women and the less privileged in society, mainly the youth. So when we look at trace, we've continued to grow. Uh, in the areas we participate in, uh, we currently participate in seven out of the 12 areas uh, as a media company, entertainment company. Uh, we we fall under key action for women and media. Uh, we have activities around women in power and leadership, women uh, and the economy, women and poverty, education and training. So when we look at our, our, our top leadership, C-suite level, 50% uh, of of, of our representation is women. Um, when we look at Kenya, we are 60% women, uh, where women hold key positions in our business, in our executive team. Uh, when we look at uh, from an entertainment perspective, when we look at our five, sorry, four key shows, two of them are, are run by women, Trace in the City, and uh, Legally Clueless by Adele, uh, who's hosting. Uh, So we actually just don't speak about these things. We're actually leaving them uh, in terms of how we do our business. From a playlisting perspective, uh, again, we ensure quotas that speak to women representation uh, are met to a large extent. So from a breaking the bars perspective, we're fully committed to that. Our vision is really around entertainment, empowerment. And when we look at empowerment, it's really around Breaking the bias insofar as women is cons- women are concerned, and the youth and young people, uh, and and that talks to us. Then building platforms that are agnostic, that are inclusive and not exclusive, that talk to uh, involvement uh, not just from a women' perspective, but anyone we feel uh, is a minority uh, and, and is actually someone who's got a marginalised. Uh, Approaching how they approach their work. So so that's important for us. I think going forward, we're launching Trace Academia, which is an online planning, uh, learning platform that uh, is going to be free, uh, a free education platform that talks to technical skills uh, that we're launching across the entire continent that speaks to empowering more young people, uh, breaking the bias that surrounds uh the youth uh entertainment uh employability uh which is 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 key for us in terms of just uh being involved uh in in, in building a a, a society and that is more inclusive and uh, diverse so i think just listening today to just sum it up uh i think it's been an amazing uh conversation um i think well moderated by you Adele and uh excellent input from uh, your panelists. Um, I think it brings to the fore another burning issue that we need to deal with as a society. And I think it can only be good and better for us as a society to have uh, a more inclusive uh, society where women participate at the highest levels uh, in this economy. Uh, We encourage diversity based on uh, merit and uh, qualifications. Uh, And I think that can only augur well for us uh, as a society. And we look forward to more contribution, more participation uh, from women. uh, And we celebrate you on this day that we set aside uh, for International Women's Day. So I'll stop there. I think it's been a long night. Um, Yeah. yeah, Well done, guys.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Danny. And it's great to hear um, the intentionality. I think I like hearing when um, different organizations not only speak to the problems, but actually have even figures of how they're trying to change things internally um, before they amplify all of the problems or, or challenges that we're facing externally. So um, very, very thankful Thankful that Trace is taking that lead. I know that was a conversation we had when Legally Clueless was joining Trace just to say, OK, the stories, how are they going to impact young people and women were the core of, of that conversation um before I let the panelists say goodnight, <laughs> um, our final winner for tonight is Kerry Kagiri, um, aka Voice of Africa, I love that, who says the conversation has been great on women in creative spaces. Let's be bold about the change we want to see. And you have won yourself um, a thousand bob airtime. So please DM Trace so that you can send them your details and you can get your airtime. Um, so, yeah, good night wishes from Avril, Piera, Sharon, and then we close. I guess I'll start.
0: Okay. Thank you <laughs> so much, guys, for tuning in. It was ah, it was nice and burdening ourselves because we don't get an opportunity to you know talk about these things as often as we should because we're always just trying to shove music down your throats. <laughs> <laughs> we anytime, that. We're talking, <laughs> anytime that we're talking, we're talking about albums and EPs and what we're working on and blah, blah, blah. But we never really just you know, tell you guys yeah. what we are going through and um, just looking for solutions and you're know, just trying to pave the way. So thank you so much, um, Trace East Africa, for this um, opportunity to let us unburden ourselves. Um, happy International Women's Day. Adele, you know me, I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan. <laughs> I, thank you. <laughs> yes, we're still working on those songs as soon as possible. Do not worry. I will, I'll just want to wish every woman who's listening um, an international happy international women's day though it's come to an end please celebrate it every single day to the men listening celebrate your woman celebrate the women in your lives because if it wasn't for them you wouldn't be here you know we we we, we literally are responsible for all y'all <laughs> so please protect us take care of us uh, we need you to protect us now even more than ever and uh, mm-hmm. we love mm-hmm. you we love you, we love you. And to all my fans, thank you so much. As always, expect something in April. Yes, I will take this up you. Also sell my music as always. Please it's follow okay. me. okay, we'll
1: amplify you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and please check out what I'm up to on all my socials. And uh,
1: yeah, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Good night. Thanks, Avril. Who wants to go next? Piera, Sharon?
5: I will go Okay, we'll.
2: Oh, same, same-sies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, just a, a quick one from me. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, definitely had some tech issues there, um, but I love, I love initiatives like this and, and such conversations. So thank you, Trace. Thank you, Adele. Thank you, Avril and Piera. Um, yeah, to all the um, women, just the audience members, um, if anyone here is looking for elite music production, um, don't only look at like the big guys that you you know, like there's so many phenomenal women in this space. Um, so I'm glad that we've gotten to shed light on that. Um, yeah. Um, thank you to Trace. Thank you, Adele. And yeah, I look forward to um, seeing what what more events unfold this month. Thank you, guys.
1: Great. Thanks, Sharon. And Pierre. you can wrap it up for us.
3: Okay. Um, thank you so much, Adele. I haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> so thanks right. <laughs> a you soon. Uh, East Africa, thank you very much for the opportunity. I like talking to people. I like sharing my experiences, and this was a very good opportunity for me. Sharon and Avril, you guys are great, and thank you for sharing with people as well. And for the people who joined you and thank you i'm sure you have um you've learned something from us and you've picked something from us and i'm sure you have also something to share with us if you were listening if you'd like to dm me i'm normally very open you can always dm me if you have something to share to talk to me about or even to advise Uh, i mean i'm very open and to trace of course I'm, i'm i'm looking forward to being quite amplified as a dj so um yeah i'm here i'm still working hard so Forward to having opportunities with you. And maybe my parting shot here will be as women on these days we celebrate ourselves, let's learn to stand firm, to be bold, and to, to mm-hmm. for any opportunity that comes towards us, let's take it boldly without fearing like we are we are less of a person or we are getting intimidated in any type of way, or we feel like uh, maybe someone is using us the wrong way. Let's learn to speak up. And also remember that we are setting um, a pace for the younger people, for the younger generation, for the younger DJs, for the younger musicians who are coming up. We need to pave a good way for them. So I, I, I hope that we can put more effort and realize that even it's for our children and it's for, making uh the continent or kenya great so let's not give up but boldly work on everything we do i love you guys and thank you so much to all my fans i love you all good night
1: thanks thanks Viera. thank you everybody for um checking in today and being part of the conversation everybody who tweeted and last but not least thank you trace um for making sure that we have this very important conversation and happy international women's day to everyone and think about how you are helping us break the bias. Call yourself out if you're helping propagate the bias. But try and make whatever space you occupy safer and more conducive for women to thrive. Good night, everyone. This has been awesome. Um, have a brilliant night and a great day tomorrow. <laughs>